Welcome to episode 311 of the AMPM podcast. I just have one quick question for you. Do you like money? Do you need money right now for your e-com business? Maybe to buy some inventory, to get ready for the fourth quarter, or for some other promotion, or to expand into other marketplaces? Well, today's episode with Alexandra Ramirez from Sellers Funding is going to be all about money. You're going to learn a lot of stuff that you need to know when it comes to financing your business. Enjoy. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host Kevin King. Kevin King. Ali Ramirez, how are you doing? It's so great to have you here on the AMPM podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here and uh, very happy to speak to you again. We were just together at BDSS, so uh, good to see your face again. I know. It seems it seems weird to be talking to you this way. Like I, I'm talking to you on a podcast. Usually we're like hanging out in a, at a bar or hanging out at a party or or something somewhere like that, world, right? somewhere <laughs> in the world at some event, because in case those of you that don't know, she works for Sellers Funding, which is one of the biggest financial, how would you describe it? One of the biggest financial... Financial technology, I would say. We're yeah. a fintech. One of the biggest fintech companies in the in the space that specializes in helping e-commerce uh, sellers of all kinds, but even more niche down into to the Amazon stuff. So what is your exact role? What, what is your title there? What is your role? So I actually am transitioning as of this week from director of sales to director of business development. So I'm going to be working more with our partnerships team, uh, partnerships within the industry, uh, other service providers, and then our sales team will be handling our sellers and uh, actually getting them funded as quick as we can. So how did you do you have a background in finance or how did you end up uh, in this position in this job or were you doing e-commerce before you kind of. Or did you just answer an ad on LinkedIn or how, how did you get into, into so funding? I was actually at a fintech company for about six years. Uh, it wasn't in the funding space. It was in the lease to own space. So uh, still similar in the people that we were serving, uh, but very different offerings. So I loved every minute of it there. It really jumpstarted my career in the financial world. Um, the pandemic hit and one of our biggest clients was Sears. So we were already uh, having some trouble with the biggest client that we had, you know, them doing their bankruptcy and everything. And unfortunately was part of a very large layoff right in the beginning of the pandemic. And Sellers Funding interviewed me uh, probably four weeks after I got laid off. And six weeks later, I had a job with them. So it was a really quick start to the e-com world. I was already starting to work with some e-commerce companies in my last company. We were trying to move out of the brick and mortar side and move into e-commerce. So kind of dipped my toes, but didn't really work as much with e-commerce until I got to sellers funding. And it's been uh, two years of, of an incredible learning experience. I know this is a big problem. A lot of sellers, they, they come to me and they're like, how much money do I need to start my business? And I say, oh, it just depends. You know, well, I got $3,000. Can I start? I like, yeah, you could start with 3000 but you're not going to be able to do much. You know, you're going to make, you're going to have to niche down. And if you just need to make a little extra beer money for the weekend, you know, $3,000 might make you that business. And then there's other people like, well, I got 20 grand or I got 50 grand or I got 100 grand. I'm like, you have a better chance at actually 
getting a good head start and building a brand. And then you have people that always say, uh, they, you know, who, who here started with $1,000? And someone in the room that's doing like 10 million bucks right now on Amazon raises their hand. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you might have started with $1,000 on your credit card, but I'm telling you, two weeks or a month later, your uncle was giving you some money or you're doing something else. There's some, I call BS on, on that, that growing from 1000 to 10000 never taking a dime. It's not scalable. You it, know, it's it just doesn't, like it doesn't happen. There's more to the story. And, and it sounds good that someone started with a thousand bucks and grew it to a $10 million business, but th there's no way. There, there's, yeah, I mean, there, I'm not going to say it's never going to happen. Someone may have just gotten lucky and their supplier said, I'll back you on everything and you don't have to pay a dime but, or something crazy like that. But it, it's, it's extremely rare. You've got to go out and you get money. And cash flow kills most business, not just Amazon or e-commerce businesses, but it's, it's the, what's the death of most businesses, especially when it comes to e-com. I mean, if you're successful in this, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing $10 million on Amazon. They don't have two nickels to rub together because mm -hmm. they're constantly, they, they make their money when they sell the business or if they ever get a chance to come up for, for air. And so you're always looking for money. And before there was a seller's funding, there was a company, I think it was Onilio or something like that. There was a fellow that's, that started it. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, he, he started this company. It was a strange name back in like 2016. And he was like, I'm going to, he was a seller and he saw this problem. And he's like, I'm going to start this little company. And he got some venture capital, like uh, a few million bucks behind him, set up this website. People would go to apply on this website. There were Amazon sellers. They would, they would tie into the Amazon account, do some little checking. But it wasn't as thorough as it should be. And they would go up to like 50 grand or 100 grand. I think he ended up doing about 30 loans or so. And I think half of them defaulted because they didn't do their homework up front. Uh, and it ended up closing that thing down. But that was one of the first. Before that, I remember in 2015, I was having to like rob Peter to pay Paul. I was like maxing credit cards. I was going yep. to my friends saying, hey, uh, you, would you let me use your credit card and I'll pay you a little fee. I was using uh, people, people like On Deck and Blue Vine and uh, all these other like places. Anybody that would give me money, I was stacking loans because I was my products were selling well. I started with a couple hundred grand to start this business, five brands. So I wasn't starting cheap, and I had a business partner that was putting in some money, and I put in a bunch of mine. But we still we were growing so quick that we needed money, and mm -hmm. the banks just laughed at you. They're like, Amazon, I don't, I don't get this. And then I ended up having to go down a route where I got, uh, I call them mafia loans. They're, they're almost like payday advance loans. They're, they're called merchant cash advance or MCA. And yep. there's a whole group of people, mostly in New York, and a few in Florida because of the laws of Florida and New York are friendly to these guys that will come out and they, they couch it as a loan, but it's not a loan. It's technically not a loan. They will give you the money in 24 hours. So I needed at one point, I think I've, I may have told this story to you, you might have heard it before, but I was selling uh, Apple charging docks. And this was 20, Christmas 2015. And I, I developed this Apple charging dock from scratch. Like I, I custom made this thing. I had the molds made, it's like $30,000 of molds. It was a really cool product. I was selling it for $89. It would charge like three different devices once, hide all the cables, it was, it was nice. It's called Basecamp. And I, I was selling like 15, $20,000 worth of these, of these a day in December. And I was like, I need, I'm not gonna run out. And my factor's like, we can have the guys go round the clock. We can put these on an airplane. We can get some more of these to you in uh, two weeks. But we need 100 and, uh, 160 grand. I'm like, I don't have 160 grand. And I had nowhere to get that but a cash advance. So someone, some loan broker told me, hey, go to this MCA company. They'll give you, you know, you, they'll give you the 120 grand. They're going to charge you a ridiculous interest rate. You're going to have to pay this back in like six months. We're going to take daily 
withdrawals out of your bank account for like uh, $1,500 a day or whatever it is for the next six months, starting Same. tomorrow, the day after you get the money. I had to sign a, a default letter. I had to go and get a, a default judgment signed and notarized and FedEx it to them before they would wire the money. So that way they could take it. If I defaulted, they didn't have to sue me. They just take it to the special court in White Plains, New York, that was very friendly to these guys. This has all been outlawed now. And they would just turn that over to them, instantly get a judgment, could freeze your Chase bank account, your Wells, any bank account that was in New York. It was, it was extreme. Uh, but that was the only choice I had. And I had to stack some of these, like two or three or four of these on top of each other because I just couldn't get the money. There was no seller's funding at that time. Yep. And now the beauty is, you know, there was Amazon lending back then, but it was hard to get and it was small. And yeah, they had the data of your business, but they didn't really look into it that much. And, and then here comes like 2018, 2019, it's before you started, here comes seller funding. And I remember one of their guys came to a little meetup here in Austin. I was at, we had a little marketing group here in Austin that 10 or 15 people, one Amazon is just general internet marketing type of stuff. We get together and someone came out, I think from New York actually, instead of Florida at that time. Yep. Our headquarters used to be in, in New York, our CEO um, and uh, all of our executives were actually up there and they've all moved down to Florida since. Yeah. He came and just to, to me and I'm like, dude, you got, you're onto something here. This is desperately needed. Someone that understands this business and can help these people out. And so that's where seller's funding has come in. And I think it's made a huge difference for a lot of people. Absolutely. Because you guys have, I think I saw some number, some crazy number of accounts, uh, at least have applied or gone through you guys. Like it's in the tens of thousands, right? Yeah, it's um, over, I think 75,000 over registrants that are actually in our system using at least one of our products. So not necessarily taking a loan, but we have multiple products in our um, in our dashboard. So they're either using our wallet to make payments to our suppliers to receive money. They're applying to a loan just to see how much they could potentially actually go through with. Um, we have also a data analytics tool. So there's just a world of financial tools on our dashboard, not just lending. And you know, the lending part of it is just, it, it's a whole world in itself as well, because it's to your, to your point with Amazon lending, you know, even nowadays, a lot of people say, oh, well, I have Amazon lending at this rate and they still don't go through with it because it's not the terms that they need. It's not the length of time or it's not the flexibility. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things with sellers funding is that we're able to be very flexible with our sellers by offering either interest only periods or grace periods or offering percentage up front for our revenue advance product. And we don't take a percentage of sales over time. It's just the fee take is taken up front and that's it. So you know exactly how much you're going to pay. And that one allows you to have a grace period. Uh, we go to 24 months rather than the 12 month option and you can pay off at any time. So within those are just, you know, a few of the ways that we can be very flexible with our sellers. Um, that that's one of the biggest things that when we ask people like, why did you go with us versus a competitor versus the Amazon loan that you do have available to you? These are the main reasons that they say is the flexibility, the ease and the quickness, because they could get the money pretty much immediately when they needed it to be able to pay 160, for example, to a supplier to make sure they have everything they need for say black Friday or for, um, another prime day. What she said there, don't don't uh, just dismiss that you can pay off at any time. That's an important, you're like, yeah, of course I can. I can pay off at any time. But no, you got to understand most people that are doing lending in this this environment, they stack the interest at the at the front. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you go to Bluevine and you get $20,000 from Bluevine and you're going to pay that over six months, 
the first month's payment, uh, you know, if you divide that out, let's call it, you know, just doing rough math, $3,500 a month. That first month's payment, 2,500 of that's interest and $1,000 is towards the note, just by example. You know, that may not be the exact figures, but, and then the next month, it's like the same thing. And then in month three, it becomes, you know, it flips. And so you, you're actually, you could pay it off early, but you're really still paying a tremendous rate of interest versus seller's funding doesn't do that. Uh, seller's funding is, it's, it's, you can pay it off early and it actually, it's like paying off your house or something early. It actually saves you. That's correct, right? Yep. As long as you pay it off after 90 days. So our regular working capital um, or credit limit that has an actual APR, as long as you pay it off after the first 90 days, you actually save on fees because whatever is accrued up to that particular day is what you'll pay. So we're not going to charge you interest of 12 months if you're paying it off at month five, for example. And there's no prepayment penalty for paying it off as long as it's after the 90 day mark. Um, so that's something that also most of our competitors do not offer. And another way that that helps is it grows your relationship with us, too. So let's say you paid off at 12 months instead of 24 uh, and you were making payments all on time and things like that. We can you know, continue growing your line. You don't have to pay early for that to occur, of course, but, you know, that we can continue to grow your line even before you pay off. And one of the things that I like, too, is I've personally have used Sellers Fund as you've helped me out on one of my accounts. And we had a company in 2020 during the pandemic that we started and we came we needed we put in a lot well into the millions of dollars of our own. But we came into a time where like the investors were like, uh, you know, I'm tapped out right now. I, I ha let's get it from somewhere else. And so we came to Sellers Funding. And you guys were very generous in what you, you gave us. Uh, we asked for a certain amount. You're like, no, I think you might need a little bit more. So we'll give you, give you this. And then that business, we had all kinds of problems with Amazon. I'm just, it was cr cranking, like just doing crazy numbers. And then just all kinds of problems with the algorithm and stuff. And so we ended up coming back to you and saying, hey, you know, this original deal, I, I forget what we had, a six month maybe or eight month or something. Yeah, I think like, so. we need to we need to rework this because this paying this much every two weeks or, or whatever it was is, is too much for us. And so you like no problem. And y'all just shifted it and worked with us. You know, a bank or somebody else. Most people wouldn't have done that. They're like, This is the deal. Stick by the deal. If you default, we're coming after you. You guys were like, no, we'll work with you. And then we had to come back to you one more time when we actually closed that company down. And mm -hmm. and, you know, there is in most cases, there's a personal guarantee. Uh, that usually, you know, small businesses or even in corporations, usually at this level, uh, there's oftentimes a personal guarantee by someone. And so when we closed this business down, I was a personal guarantee because my partners were not in the U.S. And so you guys worked with me again, like, hey, I need to make some changes here in the way this is done because uh, I'm going to be paying this myself. At a, and you're like, no problem. And you worked with me. And that's unheard of a lot of in the fintech business. And you worked with, you're dealing with humans here and not with just some algorithm or machine like you might be with Amazon. Yep. And one of the really important things to mention, very similar to your experience, is that, you know, in that case, I was your account manager and we have an entire team of account managers and sales staff that are just unbelievable. They each have a dedicated WhatsApp for their clients. So, our clients actually reach out to them via phone, email, or WhatsApp at all times. And, you know, they can let them know we're having issues with a shipment or my Amazon store just got shut down. It should be reinstated within 48 hours or something of that nature. So we're consistently communicating with our clients and they can let us know if there's going to be an issue or an error so we can, you know, communicate with our team and see what we can do at that point within reason, of course. Uh, but just that communication is the huge part because you can let a person know rather than 
a call center, going through multiple people until you get to the right person. You know, you just reach out to your person and say, this is what's going on. What can we do? Or this is what's going on. I need more money. You know, it, it can be any reason that you want to reach out to your account manager. So it's that personalized touch that, you know, if you even go on our trust pilot reviews, the amount of reviews that mention an actual account manager and our, our reviews are actually not sent by our sales team. That's something that, you know, our operations team sends um, when they're sending you the money and, and just ask, you know, how was your experience? We genuinely want to know how was your experience with us so we can improve. And when you look through those reviews, you see just name after name after name. Like my account manager was there every step of the way. They handheld me. And, and that, you know, is the pride portion of it that they're they're not dealing with thousands of phone numbers and back and forth. It's just that personalized touch is, is unbelievable. So, so a lot of people actually come to me and they say, yeah, I've heard of sellers funding. Uh, and I say, oh, have you, have you reached out to them? You, you, you try to get some money for your inventory. And they're like, no, they're, it's, it's, their rates are too high. I'm just going to try to get an SBA loan or I'm going to try to do uh, uh, find my rich uncle, see if I can uh, find his phone number and see what he's got or, or something like that. And so what, what are some misconceptions that people might have when it comes to like a seller's funding? It's, is it loan shark loaning or is it just crazy interest rates? And how, how, why should someone actually take the time to look into you guys? So one of the first things is that it takes five minutes to apply and there is zero commitment whatsoever. So when you go through our dashboard, it just asks for very basic information. It's your personal information, your business information, and then a connectivity to whatever marketplace because we have um, API, direct API connection with Amazon, Shopify, eBay, and pretty much all the major marketplaces. So it takes five minutes and it can take us between one to three days to send you an offer. If it's... Um, Something around, well, we're, we're thinking, let's say $100,000 or less, we can send you that pretty much within hours of you applying. And it's just there for you to see, for you to observe, for you to play with on the, on the dashboard. And when I say play with is because you have all the power, all the flexibility. We have sliders on there that allows you to choose what the length of time you'd like to use it for, um, if you'd like an interest only period, and you get to see how that uh, your schedule will change. Um, what the payments are going to look like. So whenever you apply, five minutes, non-committal, that's all it takes. Uh, if you're looking for a larger amount, you actually get to be on a call, not only with a salesperson, but you get to be on a call with a salesperson and a credit and underwriting team. So you get to sit there with your actual financials and walk the underwriting team through your financials and why you would you know, think you need, let's say a million dollars. And this is what I would like to utilize it in it, as you can see in the financials. And you can go through it and it usually results in a much better rate and a much higher amount because they get to see also the side of the business behind the numbers because the numbers don't always tell the full story. So that's part of, again, the very highly customizable and flexible things that we can offer. It's not a machine spinning out a, um, a cookie cutter offer. We have actual underwriters looking at every aspect of your business, at your cash flow, and we don't want to, you know, put anybody in a chokehold with our offer. We want to be able to grow with them. So we want to be able to extend an amount that we know will help them grow and that we can grow with them so that we can, a few months down the line, give them a higher amount so they can continue reinvesting. It's not a, you know, a loan shark to try to just give them as much money as we can, get what we can, and then hope for the best, right? That That's really not our model, and it's not what we're, what we're achieving to be. Um, so that's really what the main thing that I always say. 
And another thing is sometimes people do have SBA loans that are, you know, 30 years at a very, very low percentage, but they still need more. They need a shorter term and they need something that's flexible and they need something that's for now for a PO, for inventory, things of that nature. We can be in addition to. So just because you have something else doesn't mean that you can't work with sellers funding. So uh, those are just all the things that we're going to be looking at. And um, again, you know, we can get on a call and, and make it very, very customizable to your business. And a lot of people don't realize just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you don't need to take a loan. I mean, some people are always look, look at the things like, why, sh- why don't I just give equity? Why would I pay all this interest and take, you know, take a, a million dollar loan and pay I don't know, 10% interest to say, pay $100,000 in interest. Why not just give equity to somebody that's going to put in a million bucks and give them, why, how would you argue that loans oftentimes are actually better than taking on partners or giving away equity? So I think there's benefits to both. We obviously work mainly with, uh, with debt. So we do non-dilutive capital. Uh, equity has, you know, less risk and, you know, profitability can be sometimes better or if you're not you know very profitable then that's the way to go to go with equity however with debt you have more control so you can choose who you want to work with when you want to work with them you don't have to share profits with anyone you don't have to worry about um you know potential percentages to be taking out and it can be tax deductible so there's definitely benefits to both but i think depending on where your business is now If you know you need money, I mean, it's specifically for inventory or growing your business or let's say advertising and PPC or or marketing, debt is the way to go because there's a lot of tax benefits and other benefits as well to it. Um, And most of our competitors actually force you to use it for inventory. And at Sellers Funding, we don't force you to use it for anything in particular. It can be for anything that has to do with the growth of the business. So you're not actually paying, when I get a loan from you, you're not actually paying it to the supplier. I mean, you can if we use that aspect of your business, but you're yep. just like, once you're approved here for a hundred grand, if, let's say I get approved, it's the next day or two days later, whatever, it's it's wider ACH'd into my account. And then if I choose to use that to go buy a Lamborghini, so be it, I'm still on the hook. But other places, they like, no, okay, we'll give you the money, but we're going to pay your factory directly and give us all their contact. But y'all don't do that, right? Correct. We, we do have programs that are for wholesalers or for somebody that's on Vendor Central on Amazon that is invoice factoring so that you can get paid quicker. And we've just recently started, um, we've, we've done a few clients where we've done um, PO financing. However, our main thing is really just credit limits where we will send you into your business bank account the amount that we've offered you that you've accepted and then you go ahead and use what you need. So you use it for your PPC, your marketing, your um, maybe a new product that you're going to launch under the same entity that we've underwritten. So it doesn't even have to be for the product that you already have on there. It can be for the launch of a new product. So really the sky's the limit whenever you actually take a loan for us. So let's say I have a, a dog treat and I'm doing really well on Amazon and Walmart selling this dog treat. And I've got Chewy.com that just came to me and said, hey, we would like to buy a bunch of your dog treats, uh, but we need 90 day terms. And my factory says I got to pay 50% up front and 50% you know, on shipment or something like that. I can't afford to cash flow this 90 day term. I've already got a couple other loans out, maybe some other places. Could I come to you? And because Chewy's a big company that's owned by PetSmart or whatever it is, could I come to you and factor that? And so factor that whole PO. And so just get a specific loan just for that because... And basically, 
for people that don't know what factoring is, uh, maybe we can explain that as well. But is that a possibility with seller's funding? Yeah. So right now we only do that for U.S. based businesses and it, selling in USD. So that's something that we're hoping to be able to expand. Uh, but we have been able to do that for a few sellers and it's working magnificently because a lot of these 90 day or 120 day terms, sometimes it's just it, it, it's just not feasible for the seller. So we can basically front that money and then collect it over time. So it's something that really is very has been very helpful and eye-opening for our sellers to say we can even get a loan and invoice factoring. And in addition to that, like one of our most recent case studies is we had somebody that had to get a, a payment out to Sam's Club and they just did not have the amount of money. They wouldn't have lost the deal with Sam's and we were able to help them get that deal. And their item is actually in Sam's Clubs right now for over the summer. So it was, it was very, very cool to see it, you know, actually happen in, in real person when you see the product and in, in the picture on Sam's Club shelves. So you're, and you're factoring, it's a little d- different than uh, it's common invoice factoring is if I have a PO from Chewy uh, that's payable in 90 days, I basically assign those rights over to the factoring company and then they collect from Chewy. But in your case, it doesn't work that way. It, it's you would just loan the, the value of that PO for that. And I would be paying that back over time over those 90 days or I would have to pay a small amounts uh, during the 90 days or I could wait till I get paid from them to pay you plus your, your fee or how, do, how would that work? So there's a few different ways that we can approach it. Again, it goes into like our, our flexibility. You know, we would want to make sure that we have all the information for the fact, the person that's going to be factoring um, and your business as well. So we need to ensure that everything is on the same page. We would have those invoices to know how much we had to pay out. And then we would structure it with different terms. So it's going to depend also if you have a loan with us and you do invoice factoring, that's something that we can even work in tandem and we can make an even a better offer. So all the, the terms of invoice factoring are highly customizable because each type of business is very different and depending on what type of factory they're working with. Uh, but that's one of the things that we would actually, again, get on the f- phone with our underwriters and they would explain how if we were to do two items versus or two of our products versus one of our products, how we could structure each one. And so a lot of people probably don't realize some of the biggest aggregators in this space have actually used seller's funding to finance themselves and some of their inventory. Is that correct? Yeah, we have worked uh, with some aggregators, some big name aggregators in the space that, you know, we've been able to fund them for the purchase of other businesses. So that's something that we've we're we're very proud to work with, you know, every type of service provider um, and seller in the space that we can. And what is the range of a loan? If I, I what are some of the what's the range? Like, is it from a thousand dollars to a million or is it just, it's wide open, just depends on your financials or what's, what's the general range? So I would say our starting range is about $25,000 or pounds because we can lend in pounds as well. Um, and we go all the way up to $5 million. We've had a couple exceptions here and there where we can go a little bit higher, but, uh, our, our current range is between 25,000 and 5 million pounds or dollars. And it's not limited in into only U.S. businesses. So we can work with U.S.-based businesses, can, Canadian-based businesses, and U.K. businesses. So those are the three countries that right now, it doesn't matter where you live in the world, as long as your business is in one of those three countries. So I can be a German that has a business that I incorporated as an LLC in Wyoming mm-hmm. and get a seller's funding loan, but I'm living in Germany. Absolutely. 
One of the, the most important things to note is that we don't do uh, loans for just starting out businesses. We do have to have at least six months of business history um, on any marketplace. So whether it's Amazon, Shopify or eBay, we do require six months for a lending. Um, and then that's six we, months of selling history. So it's not six months from my, when I signed up the turned on the right. account. It's six months of like regular sales. So, so from the first day you launched your product and started making, even if it's $10 a day or whatever, and built up, it's from that point forward, six months, correct? Yeah, we do require those six months of sales. And then for the for the most recent three months, you have to be selling at least $20,000 in net sales for us to just at least Net begin or gross? Net, net sales. So after Amazon, net, and what is defined as net, is after Amazon fees? What's after being deposited Amazon to your fees, account by Amazon? The actual amount transferred, correct. Okay, so the actual deposits need to be at least $20,000 yep. per, per month. And then, now, this is for the loan only. We also have the cash flow solution, so the daily advance that allows us to advance you every single day based on sales from yesterday. So we offer that for Amazon and Walmart exclusively. And basically, Amazon, we all know, holds funds for multiple reasons and sometimes just unexplainable reasons. So if you're, let's say, expanding into another currency, you know, you're doing really well in the U.S., want to expand into the U.K. and the U.K. sales still aren't kind of like, you know, picking up and you need extra cash flow, the daily advance can be a phenomenal solution. We only require three months of sales history there of about $5,000 in net sales. And we can automatically uh, start that for you and basically advance you between 70 and 90% of yesterday's sales. So every single day, you'll know that you're going to have money deposited into what we call our digital wallet. So it's like a digital um, way to receive different types of currencies for free. So at what point do I have to start like pricking myself in blood and sticking it on the paper and uh, sign over my firstborn child and everything? What, what, what amount uh, d does that start kicking in? So to actually move forward with us, you mean, or just like when? At $100,000, at $500,000, when does it start getting a little bit more complicated? So I would say anything under $100,000 is extremely quick because it is we have everything we need in the system without any additional um, documentation other than proof of address and proof of ID. Uh, very, very basic information of the business. Anything over around $500,000 and above just because the nature of the amount, we do require a little more information but it's still not complicated. So it still can take just a few days for an offer as long as you have everything in place. And when I say everything in place is having financials is extremely important and not just for sellers funding, but as an entrepreneur, everybody should have their financials. And if it's not you handling them, you know, outsource it, that's okay. We, we know that, you know, you not all entrepreneurs can be uh, phenomenal at every part of the business. So we have a lot of people that outsource it and, as long as you can submit financials for the previous year and for whatever you have up to this year, uh, that's all we're going to need. So uh, we have almost everyone that we work with typically has their financials completed and ready. We do on occasion um, <laughs> come, come across some sellers that don't have it until right when they need to submit it. But that's one of the most essential things and we can get an offer within a few days. What about the, is there a high default rate in this or is your algorithm so good that it, it just, it just weeds out the, but you, you're always going to have somebody that just gets in, gets their pant, pants in a wad, you know, maybe it's not their fault. You know, it's supply chain issue or Amazon issue, or they just, they had showed some good numbers, but they're really not that good at the numbers or 
bit off more than they can chew. So is, is default rates pretty low or you just sure. work with people to avoid that? Or have you had to go out and sue anybody to try, try to get their inventory or anything like that? Yeah, we, we actually have a default rate. I want to say it's about two and a half percent or less. Um, and I, if, I think it's a mix of everything. We have an unbelievable uh, proprietary algorithm, which is still fact checked basically with our underwriters, because again, we don't just let that send a proposal. We have a lot of extra hands in it because sometimes you're also selling on something that we don't have API connection with. And we're looking at the financials or at your business bank statements and things of that nature. Um, it's also a mix of that, the personal touch that we get to understand and even meet the sellers in some of these businesses and sit down and say, all right, explain to me what exactly you're looking for, how much, and, and let me see how I can help you. But we also don't want to overextend you. So having that conversation and, and understanding that we're not here to just like throw out money and hope for the best, sometimes it's just really all the sellers need because they're like, I need this amount, I need this amount, but they're just not eligible. Their cash flow will not support it. So we want to be able to help them as much as we can, but we also don't want to, again, put them in a chokehold and, and have them bite more more they can chew. I mean, and lending is, it can, depending on the rate, I mean, what's, a, what's I know it's, so many variables about length of time and how much and uh, but just as a off the cuff if is 10 percent a fair number just to assume if i'm just before i contact you i'm doing some math i'm like okay my product cost me five dollars and then with landing cost it's eight dollars i'm selling it for 20 amazon fees are four bucks um my a cost is 10 percent, so i have about, about a i don't know a three dollar profit margin i'm just making these up yeah. If I go and I, I borrow $100,000 and I got to pay, you know, to buy this inventory, that's going to add, and I got to pay back a, a, say, a 10% interest rate, that's going to cost me an, another 10 grand. And this is, uh, I don't know, these are 10,000, it's another dollar a unit. So now my profit's down to a dollar or $2 a unit. What's, if I'm just running some rough math like that before I actually go through the, what, what should I expect uh, a, a loan to maybe be in the ballpark of costing me? So for our APR product, it starts at about 12% and can go all the way up to 16, 17%. I would say our average right now is about 15 to 16% of APR. However, remembering that we offer up to six months of interest only. So let's say you're gearing up for quarter four. You need to make a humongous pay payment to the inventory you don't have that inventory yet. We all know with supply chain and logistics, how long things are taking. So we don't want you to take a loan and automatically tomorrow is your first payment. We know a lot of competitors that do that, or maybe next week is going to be your first payment. However, you're taking this loan to be able to add to your inventory, right? So what we've done, and this is came up literally from events and talking to sellers is that if we could basically extend that time when they have to actually start making large sums of payments, it would be extremely beneficial because then by then they get the merchandise, they're selling and they have the money to pay it back. So we offer between one to six months of interest only periods. So you're only paying that interest and it makes payments unbelievably manageable. They're very, very small and you don't have to use all six months. You, you get to choose. That's part of the, the flexible options. And then again, you can pay off at any time with no prepayment penalty, and that'll also save you on some interest. So you take it for 24 months at six months interest only, and you decided at 18 months that you wanted to pay off, you can go ahead and do so. So I could like just uh, just so I can walk people through their listening, uh, a hypothetical example. If I took a $100,000 loan from Sellers Funding, 
to, to pay for my inventory uh, or whatever I need to pay for, but say it's for inventory. I, did a, I could do a six-month-only interest payments. Mm-hmm. If the, My rate may vary, but this, let's just assume it's a 15% uh, APR, which mm-hmm. means if I kept that loan out uh, for a year, it's roughly, you know, it's with compounding and stuff, it's a little bit different, but it's roughly $15,000. And it's, that's a flat interest rate, but it would be around, around that, roughly $15,000 in interest for the year. So I, those first six months, I'm going to be paying basically around 1200 bucks a month in interest. Something, right. something give or take, something around that, because 15000 divided by 12, because I took out a 12-month loan, is somewhere around 1200 bucks. I'm doing the math in my head right. So I'm paying for those first six months, I'm paying $1,200 every month or $600 every two weeks or however it's set up. And so I'm paying six times, so I'm paying 7,200 bucks. And then hopefully in that time, I've gotten my inventory and it's only taken three months to get my inventory, hopefully. You know, maybe there's some delays, but then, and hopefully I've sold through it. If I do my math right, I've sold through it by the end of the six months. So then I, I just decide, you know, after I make that last interest only payment, you know what, I'm just going to pay this whole thing off. I'm going to pay off the whole hundred grand. It's, so the 7,200 is gone. That was interest. But now I'm mm-hmm. just going to pay off the remaining principal, which is somewhere around a hundred grand because I already got paid from Amazon. And so my interest rate really then was not 15% because I was able to pay this off sooner. Let's say I did in six months. My interest rate was more like 7.2%. So if you think about this in cash flow and do your, your cash flow correctly, don't be scared by a high interest rate if you have other ways to do this, is, I guess is what I'm saying. you got to think about the whole big picture, not just look at some number and go, that's too high. My, my SBA loan is 2%, uh, so there's no way I'm going to do that or, or something like that. So yep. am I correct in that, that thought process? Yeah. And again, those numbers, of course, are, you know, rough numbers, but it's it's a good representation of, of understanding that you do have the different options and the different ways to be able to do uh, the same thing. So you're still investing the same amount of money and then just using it in different ways. So as long as it's after three months, there's no prepayment penalty and you'll pay less uh, as, as you describe. Um, and then we have also a revenue advance. So for those seasonal sellers uh, and just for a lot of type of sellers, but I know seasonal comes to mind, they don't like to usually have variable amounts to pay. So with an APR, of course, the amount will be variable, but with revenue advance, we can offer a percentage upfront. So it's just like an upfront fee. And that could be like a fee as little as five or 6% that we just take upfront before we deposit the money. And then you're going to have the exact same payments every two weeks. So you don't have to worry about variable cost or us taking a percentage of your sales over time, because we don't do that part either. It's whatever we took up front, that was it. So in that one, you actually already know how much you're paying in a fee and you can schedule accordingly or like the next 12 months or 24 months, you know exactly how much you'll be paying. So just before we wrap up, uh, Ali, what's, what are some things that you see, some big glaring things that sellers need to pay attention to when it comes to uh, cash flow or to getting money for inventory or to growing their business? If they would just do these three things, their life would be so much easier. I think having projections is one of the biggest mistakes I see people not having, um, even if they're rough numbers and you you want to go back every three months and you know readjust what your projections are going to look like. You, you need to have a plan, not only for investing money, but overall, like how the how the moving parts that you currently have, how you think they're going to behave and not having those projections has been very, very uh, hard on some of the sellers because they ask for a certain amount. They don't really know why. And that's when we see a lot of these defaults. It's, I, I don't know what happened to it. You know, I don't know where it went. So I think understanding 
what your projected value and what your projected everything really revenue is going to be is essential. Um, the other thing that is super important is also having your financials together, which, you know, we mentioned. So in addition to having those future projections, knowing what the past has behaved as, um, and not waiting until the moment you run out of inventory, that has to be by far the biggest mistake. Um, that's usually the, the worst part for not only but startups, but pretty much every business is running out of capital, um, right at the wrong time. So you don't want to wait until the absolute moment where you ran out of inventory and say, I need more inventory, but I don't have the money. How do I do now? So with us, how we mentioned earlier, you know, if you apply, you get an offer, it's there for you. You get to know what the rate is, how much you got. Um, let's say you didn't use it for a month or two. You can always go back into the system. You can reach out to your uh, account manager and say, hey, the past two months have been unbelievable. Can you see if you can increase my line because I want to make a draw this week? But it's already there. And that can take just a matter of hours rather than waiting until the absolute last minute. And then you're 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 basically like turning your wheels over and over again. So biggest mistake we always see is somebody coming to us in, in a moment of, of panic. So it's always easier to get money when you really don't need it right then than when you actually need it. So Absolutely. When you're in a better position, you know, cash flow wise or performance wise, you're going to get a better rate. You're going to get a better offer. And it's it, everything all around is going to be better rather when you're coming and your business is not doing phenomenal. Your cash flow is just not there. Profitability isn't there. It's going to be very hard to to get a, a rate that you might be envisioning in your mind. Now, Sellers Funding is actually a, an endorsed partner from Helium 10. They're in the, the partner directory and everything. So if you have any, uh, if you want to check them out, uh, go into the Helium 10 uh, partner directory and you can actually see that Sellers Funding has been vetted by Helium 10 and everything is good to go. So, well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time today to explain all this. It's a, it's a complicated subject for a lot of people that they, they don't understand and they don't understand how much this is actually needed as, as you scale and as you grow. I mean, there's lots of options out there, but I think seller's funding is one of the best uh, as as you've hopefully learned uh, in this and someone that I hope you would consider um, if, if that need arises in your business because they can really, really help you grow uh, in times when you might not have any other options or might be difficult. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions, you know, I'd be happy to answer or set up a meeting just to walk you through it and, you know, introduce you to anybody on our sales team. So I, um, I'm sure, Kevin, you can share that later. But it's Alexandra at SellersFunding.com, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A -A -A at SellersFunding.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's been awesome. Well, I hope you have a better understanding now of what it takes to actually get to funding, to grow your business, to get that inventory you need, or to get prepared for the fourth quarter, or that big summer that's coming up next year. I am a big proponent of using outside money and outside financing when it makes sense to grow your business. And I think Sellers Funding is one of the companies you should consider and take a look at when that need arises in your business. And I hope this has given you a much better understanding of that now. Just before we go, I want to leave you with our golden nugget for this week has to do with money. You know, to turn $100 into $110 is real work, but to turn $100 million into $110 million is basically inevitable. Remember, wealth comes from capital, not from labor. So once again, to turn $100 into $110 is work, but to turn $100 million into $110 million is pretty much inevitable. Wealth comes from capital, not labor. See you again next week. Take care.